This is where the imaginary intro music comes in. And here we are. Welcome. We finally have a title. The name is This is a Sports Podcast. My name is Yosef Nasser, and I'm pleased to be joined by Armand Tandravi, Harry Liao, and for the first time, Tony Garcia. We made it. We made it. Tony, you've been joking that uh, we had our two JV sessions, but now a varsity uh, practice, varsity games are underway. We're happy to have you on board, man. I think you guys are finally ready. Uh, I, I would say I listened to the first two, but I listened to part of the first two. And you don't even watch sports anymore. You just it, take care of your dog. I do take care of my dog most of the time, but that's a new development. I, can't, I don't even have that excuse yeah. for the last two pods, just True. this one. So, Harry, you helped us come up with the name. Uh, this is I a did? sports podcast. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think I was involved at fact, all, actually. Fact check. I just said that to get a ride. Okay, out of uh, a rise out of Tony. Tony, you're the one who uh, helped us. Uh, did we, We've been struggling with this for a while. Uh, tell us why uh, this is a sports podcast is the right name for what we're trying to do here. I mean, we just are in the sports program at Medell and we talk about all sports. Generally, it's Armand rambling about some fucking theory or consp- like conspiracy BS or why Anthony Davis is going to come to the Bulls in 2096. <laughs> Coming Side coming counter. up soon in Bulls talk at the end of the okay. at the end of Wait, the program. Are we getting right? into that today? There's a weekly segment. You've missed it since you don't watch through the or listen through the whole show. Armand, uh, the last five minutes we give him to talk about some. We're gonna cut Bulls that. That's a terrible idea. By it's the like way. a one minute. It's Anyways, like a thirty seconds. Hold up. Can we when, when listening we, to you for thirty seconds can feel like fine. Get a little. Let, let Harry little, speak. What do you got to say, Harry? Chub. We should eventually get a soundboard so every time Armand says something ridiculous, we can get like the Spice Adams the. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can record sound effects uh, for sure. So, guys, uh, the past two weeks we've talked about NBA. Armand and myself, we broke down a free agency the first week. Harry came on to talk some Knicks. This past week um, we talked about the 2017 NBA draft. Now we're going to shift gears and talk some NFL. So, uh, Armand, let's start with you. What's the biggest storyline in the NFL? The biggest storyline in the NFL is... Oh, God. That's a good question. Oh, I thought you were pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah, I, just, no, you I didn't it. have an answer. You know what? This is the first year that I think that there is no real, like, huge storyline. I guess you could look at Antonio Brown and the Raiders drama going on, but I wouldn't consider that so much of a storyline because the Raiders are going to suck. Yep. Um, I would Shout say the big storyline is probably how teams like the Saints, who kind of got effed last year in the playoffs by the refs, <laughs> Teams like the Rams, who kind of choked in the Super Bowl, only scoring three points, how they rebound. I think um, the Bears, with Cody Parkey gone, how they rebound. And, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a big storyline, but I wouldn't say there's one glaring storyline going into this season. I mean, I think the sleeping giant, of course, and I'm completely biased, but the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely loaded up this offseason. When you talk about getting Malik Jackson on the defensive end, what they've done to shore up their secondary, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, I'm so excited about this team. But like I said, I'm biased. I do think that you you talk about the Saints. I think the Saints, the Eagles, and the Patriots are the top three teams in the league. Tony, let's get to you. I mean, uh, you're an NFL aficionado. You're a Lions fan who's uh, been through some ups and mostly downs. Um, what gives you optimism for this NFL season coming up? Really, it was the last signing. If are we talking just Lions? We're talking Lions right okay. now. Okay. Give the audience a chance really, to get really, to know you a little bit. The the fact that they just signed Mike Daniels, who was a real impact player on the defensive line for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Lions defensive line is actually loaded. It kind of looks more like those twenty fourteen teams where uh, tw- not there weren't multiple teams. There was just the one twenty fourteen yep. team uh, that that got jobbed by the Cowboys and the refs in the in the wild card game. 
But that was a really good team, even though they were only a six seed, and they were led by Indomitian Sue and Nick Fairley Nick was, Fairley, was, was, was really Ansa. good. They had they had Ansa wasn't on the team just yet. That 2013 he was drafted, 13? so by 2014 he was definitely there. Oh oh yeah, because that's why he was so impactful and in, in that first <laughs> go round. But really, it's just the balance. the The line this year is ridiculous. Snacks Harrison is the best run defender in the game. Mike Daniels, Trey Flowers, the biggest off season signing on any defensive line. R- Romeo Aquara. How about Ashawn um, Robinson? Robinson. Deshaun Hand went to my high school. Yeah, Deshaun, 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 Deshaun Hand. Hand yeah. those, I mean, those six rotating those six. That's that's, ridi- that's ridiculous. Um, and I really, really like you guys. Know how much I've been talking about Carryon Johnson. Obviously, not Love on Carrion. this podcast, but he is the first player that 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 pitches my tent. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he really gets me going. Gets me gets me riled up, and so. I, th- I think he's due for a big year. Should he stay healthy, 1,500 yards, all-purpose. I, I think he can top that, honestly. I think he's an absolute stud. Before he got hurt last season, I mean, he was carrying the team uh, quite literally. Um, Harry, I'm wondering from your perspective, you're a guy, um, the three of us, we have uh, our favorite teams. Mm-hmm. I'm an Eagles fan, Armand's a Bears fan, uh, Tony is a Lions <laughs> fan. You kind of have that wide-ranging perspective. You just kind of take it in. So what, what interests you going into this uh, NFL season? Yeah, you're right. I'm very much like the Spock of the NFL. Like I just kind of come in and just do as I please and bandwagon who I want to. And this year that's going to be, obviously, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, there's so much intrigue around this team. It's not so much that I'm a fan, but I will be watching them every week. Um, <clears throat> retooled their offense by signing Odell, everybody knows. I think Nick Chubb is going to be maybe not like a three-down guy, but he's definitely an impact player. I think their offense is going to be really good. We're going to see what they can do on defense, though. I mean, question marks abound. I mean, they, they have Miles Garrett. I mean, they brought in uh, Sheldon Richardson. They've got a few. I mean, Denzel Ward had a great rookie season. I, I think the Browns, I mean, in terms of that AFC North, I think they can do some real damage. I mean, the Steelers have fallen off. The Ravens, you know, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, um, you know, they're saying he's improving. The Bengals are going to be kind of a train wreck when you look at the A.J. Yeah, Green AJ injury. Green's out, yeah. Dalton might be a, a lame duck. I mean, I, I think that the division's might there be. for the ticket. Already is. He's been a but lame no, duck for the past year and a half. It, it's crazy, though, that the Browns now have expectations. Like, this is, this is a team that is like the Lions, who you just cross them off for, like, the last 50 years. You know what I mean? I mean, well, not 50, but in the Lions' case, yes. But for the Browns, it's like, this is unprecedented for there to be this much excitement behind this team. And I, I have family in Cleveland. Like, I used to live over in, uh, in shout out, uh, Akron Copley, 10 minutes away from where LeBron grew up. <clears throat> and um, What, did you live there for, like, six months when you were five? Uh, three years, excuse you. <laughs> All right. So, that's, longer than, that's longer than I thought. I was actually, this is a side tangent, but I was there uh, when LeBron's, uh, was it, I think it was Sports Illustrated, when that, the, the Chosen One magazine came out and they were handing them out at our school that's how like wow there's nothing else going on in ohio except sports do you still have that copy no i don't i wish i did though that's, that's great. i mean i didn't know i was like 10 you know what i mean like i didn't know who's gonna be the, i didn't even know who i, was. I still have a, a huge stack of sports illustrated do you really uh magazines i mean si for kids mainly such a nerd. they're probably all useless i mean they're somewhere i don't know where they are but i remember i remember saving a lot of them but circling back to the browns like when you go there and it's Sunday, the streets are shut down. It's impossible to get anywhere. I mean, it is like a football town. Um, so there's going to be a lot of expectations on them. And if they fail, if somehow they, they don't make it out of this kind of watered-down conference, like you said, that's going to be a disaster, which is not something that I would have ever thought I'd say about the Browns missing the playoffs. Can I jump in really quick? I just want to make a side point about the Browns because I am sick of people putting the Browns on a pedestal before they've done anything. They haven't done anything. They haven't, and people are talking about Odell. Here are the 12 playoff 
coaches from last year. Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, Jason Garrett, Pete Carroll, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, uh, John Harbaugh, Anthony Lynn, and Frank Reich. Um, where does Freddie Kitchens come into that equation? But I do, don't, we know, do we know that he's a bad coach is what I would we say. We don't, but we don't know that he's a good coach. Do we know that about Matt Nagy, for instance, last year? Your boy. But the difference is Freddie Kitchens at this time last year was an offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the dysfunctional Cleveland Browns, who had Hugh Jackson in, and they had, who is their offensive coordinator? Todd Haley. Todd Haley they okay. fire both of them and mm-hmm. promote their offensive line coach. I don't know if there's... You, they were playing a lot better. I hate to they were, be on, but, on a team like this. They were playing so much better the at the end is, of last year. The if they had a kicker, the seasons, they could have made the playoffs. Baker was balling. Their talent is unquestionable, but in the second half of the season, you're playing mostly teams who... Uh, a point that I'm going to get into later, the Falcons, for example, are playing half-practice squad guys. The Browns were, for the most part, you know, healthy. They were coming together. And I just don't know if... Coaching is everything, and I'm not sold on Freddie Kitchens yet. He could be good. I need to see it before I believe it. You're right. I, we don't know anything about the season. I, I'm not going to be too concerned about the coach in a situation where the division looks vulnerable. The quarterback had one of the best rookie seasons from a quarterback that we've seen. There's skill position talent. There's defensive talent. Um, you know, I'm not going to make a big fuss about the coach because we've seen coaches come out of nowhere and have pretty good success. Now, where I think that could manifest itself is if, let's say, Freddie Kitchens and the Browns play Bill Belichick and the Patriots and the divisional round of the playoffs or something. That's where I think coaching can get exposed. But in terms of getting to the playoffs, I think that that's not the concern for me for the Browns. It's just how they manage expectations, like what Harry was saying. If he's mediocre, though, and if you put him in a division with Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh, he's going to get exposed. Mm. If he's mediocre, they are not going to even sniff the playoffs. Is Anthony Lynn a great coach? It the record shows that he is a solid coach. So I if mean, the, the Browns win ten games, him? I mean, the record will show Freddie Kitchens is a pretty good coach. So you know, I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Harry, you talk about Cleveland Browns being kind of your team that you're looking at. Um, big picture. For me, that team is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm fascinated mm. by this team. The move to take Kyler Murray, number one, when they already had Josh Rosen. They're going with Cliff Kingsbury, the air raid um, offense, um, explosive skill position talent. They're looking to revitalize David Johnson. Um, I don't know if they win a lot of games, but this team looks fascinating. What say you, uh, Tony? I think uh, the I can tell you they're losing week one. I mean, they're losing week one. I can tell you they're losing week one. Okay, so you don't have high hopes for the Cardinals. No, I mean, I'm just saying that because they played a lot. Okay, they played a lot in the opener. But I think think they're shredding that defense, dude. I'm sorry. No. I I don't think so. A month ago, I was so down on the Lions. Mm. And honestly, not that much has changed, really. Mm. Just sort of my football itch. And and just another piece like that, Mm. it just feels like... They, they they could be a sleeper. I mean, I was picking them maybe th- probably fourth in in the division, but it's it's such a deep stacked division. I I don't see one team in the division where it's like there's no way they win it. Mm. Like like the Bengals in the in the AFC uh, North or the or the Dolphins in in the AFC East. Like like they're just like okay, you obviously have no shot. But um, as as far as Arizona, I, I, why couldn't they have? Uh, I mean, do they even want to have a good season? I was going to say, yeah. why couldn't they have a good season? But but I don't know if that's even the goal because this is not a fully competitive team this year. Mm-hmm. One th- three and thirteen, four and twelve season. 
where your pieces you need to be good are good, that I mean that could do more than than a obviously than a seven and nine season, which is useless. I, I just think Kyler is electric, and I think what with what the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury are going to try and do offensively, going four wide, you know, maybe you know five wide sometimes. I mean, they're going to maximize David Johnson. They're going to be a fun team. Uh, maybe not, you know, playoff team. That division is pretty tough with the Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks, although I know, Armand, you're not as high on the Rams. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be fascinating to watch, and they're going to be one of the up-and-coming teams. You just mentioned the NFC North, Tony, and I, I want to talk to you, Armand, about, um, you know, this division. You, you think the Bears are top dogs, but you think that I, I think what's interesting is who you think their toughest competitor is going to be. I'm sorry. I'm going to totally randomly interject. Did sure. we know that Terrell Suggs is now on the Arizona yep. Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, he, we knew there. that. Yeah. Can we, can we go back that. to the Cardinals for a second? Sure, sure thing. So, yeah, the Terrell Steve, Suggs-led Cardinals. What the fuck Steve, is going on? This is what's going on. Steve Keim is probably the worst GM in the NFL. He's been awful. Since he's taken over, the Cardinals have gone from Bruce Arians leading the charge and having them 10-6, and 11-5, 13-3 his first three seasons. Since then, 7-8-1, 8-8, and 3-13. and He couldn't find a quarterback. Now he lucked into number one pick and took Kyler Murray. He took a uh, head coach who is completely unproven Mm -hmm. and didn't have a good track record in college. I'm not a college football guy, but people don't seem to think that he is NFL ready. We'll have to wait and see about that. And he has filled out – his drafts have been actually just absolutely horrible. I mean – what has Steve Keim done to prove that he can be a GM in this league? Nothing since, I mean, bringing in Carson Palmer. I, I mean, he, he's kind of resting on that 2015 season. Um, the reason I'm interested in the Cardinals is just the Kyler Murray factor. I, I think he's uh, Baker Mayfield with Michael Vick-type athleticism. And, you know, that's exciting to me. If you have a player like that, um, he, he's a guy who could potentially be the face in the league. We see how Patrick Mahomes is taking over, and we'll get to him a little later. I, I think that I, I'm super interested to see how this team, and if he can lift this Cardinals team from, they've been irrelevant the past few years because in large part of Steve Kime, can he lift this team to, to relevancy? That's the reason that the Cardinals are interesting to me. But uh, Armand, let, let's get back to uh, NFC North. So you think the Bears are the best team. You, you think they're probably best five, six teams in the league. Um who do you see as their biggest competitor there in the NFC North? Well, um, Tony, control your heart on right now, but I do believe it is the Detroit Lions, um, and I know I'm I'm probably on an island thinking this. I the way I look at it, the Green Bay Packers they have same problem that we just talked about with Arizona. They have drafted like absolute shit for the past five years, and when you stack together back to back to back to back bad drafts in a row you deprive your team of talent. So as good as Aaron Rodgers is, for the first time in his career, he had he had the most throwaways he's ever had last year. His sack rate was up, and he just does not look like the same player. Also, not to mention the fact that every time he gets hurt, you're holding your or every time he gets hit, you're holding your breath thinking that he's going to be out for the season. With that being said, I don't trust Green Bay through a 16-game season to hold up. Um if Aaron can be Aaron for a full season, I could see you know them getting ten and six, eleven and five, uh, but I just don't I don't see that happening, and I don't think that their skill position players are good enough. Minnesota, Minnesota seems like a team that is very very talented on paper, but I don't know if they really like each other in that locker room, and a lot of that is because of Kirk Cousins. Um, when you have a quarterback that your team just doesn't believe in. 
guys don't put in that extra 10% that's needed to get you over the hump and win a close game to actually fight in the trenches it's just it's night and day when you don't have a guy that you believe in plus their offensive line was horrible last year and it's going to be patchwork for them again this year i think i mean i think that's fair i i think i'm not as high on the bears as you are but just because I don't trust trust Mitch Trubisky, I I, I just don't. I, I've seen him in a few games kind of fall apart. He, he's got all the talent, but he's a one read and go type quarterback. I I think I need to see him take that next next step. I like David Montgomery. Who do we think is the best team in the league right now? Um, I, I've said the Eagles. You think the Bears are highly up there? Do we have any Chiefs love? Do we have any Patriots love? Um, sadly, sadly. Okay, so sadly, Patriots. I mean, just. It's the evil empire. They don't stop ever. Like, like, why why would I not say that? If you would think about it, if you would put $100 on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season every year for the last 18 years, you'd be up a few grand. Yeah. Like, just just throw it on the Patriots. Like, until Tom Brady or Bill Bill Belichick, one of the two isn't there, then I'm just going to be like, yeah, the Patriots are the best. Because they don't even give a shit. They lost to the Lions 23-10 to 10 in September, and they're like, yeah, we know a September road game means absolutely nothing. They had stretches was, that was literally really That was literally bad the Super Bowl of Detroit last year. Like, it, you would not believe How about the what, Steelers people were, game? what people were doing. I mean, like this team had stretches where they looked downright bad, but like they were able to get to the dance, and then all of a sudden what they did to the Chargers absolutely eviscerate them. The Chiefs and then the Rams making Jared Goff look like a child. It's absolutely crazy. So – I agree completely with Tony. The Patriots, the thing that they do better than anyone is they can play any style to win any game. They can beat the Rams 13-3 to the week before they go and win a shootout in Arrowhead. They, they do anything necessary. They can spread you out. They can pound the rock. They can play defense and win a defensive uh, field position type game. So the teams that I think they can do that right now in the NFL are the Patriots, the Eagles, the Bears, and there will be some other wild card in there that I can't think of now. It might be the Chargers, it might be the Chiefs, it might be the Saints, but those are the three that I think can win any way possible, whether you want to spread it out and run five wide and just sling the ball around, whether you want to pound the rock and play field position, whether you want to win a game with your defense. I think those are the three teams that stand out to me as the teams that can win any way possible. I think the Bears, it's a little bit too much love too soon. I would just worry in a game against the Patriots, they do um, to Mitch Trubisky what they did to the Patriots, what, what they did to Jared Goff last year. Uh, I, we played the Patriots last year, and Mitch put up 31. You did, but did you guys win that game? I think that was the game Josh Gordon went crazy. I uh, mean, no, it was not. It was the game that our special teams gave up two touchdowns. I, I don't know. In a Super Bowl situation, I mean, Mitch put up numbers, but we're talking playoffs. We're talking, you know. We're talking Cordero Patterson with two touchdowns. Sure. But, I mean, things like that happen over the yeah. course of a regular season game. In terms of a Super Bowl, you, you think that Mitch Trubisky can go to a neutral field and beat Tom Brady uh, and, and that uh, Patriots team? I, I think it's a little far-fetched. I mean, he performed well offensively, some nice statistics, but I don't know about that. Um, I mean, until proven otherwise, you got to bet on the Patriots. But let me just read off some of their skill position players for you. Yeah, this here, is here a good are point. Their, here are their receivers. Maurice Phillip Harris. Dorsett, Edelman's obviously a beast. Uh, Nikhil Harry, who unproven like the, rookie. Yeah, I like the rook, though. Dontrell Inman, who played 
for the he was the number one receiver on the Kendall Wright John Fox Mitch Trubisky rookie year Bears. Demarius Thomas coming off a torn Achilles. Uh, the biggest thing is they lost Gronk, Gronk, who I still think he'll be back by like week ten, and they replaced him with Benjamin Watson, who has to be like fifty years old. He's by killing now. it in camp, though. I mean, okay, but the thing about all that is not one of those names matters. I don't, I don't, I don't, mean, I don't mean that none of them are good. I mean, they're, they're not great. But who cares? After it they lost Josh matter. Gordon last year, we were saying the exact same thing. Who do they have to throw to? And then Edelman racks up 150 yards and gets the Super Bowl. MVP. Chris Hogan won't last, th- wouldn't last three years in the league without Tom Brady. I mean, he's on the Panthers now, and I think he's he hanging was. on by a threat. Yeah. So. He, he's, a, he's a practice squad guy, like fifth wide receiver slot guy who is like a poor man's like Chris Humphreys or something. Smaller. So we, we, we've but. heard Armand's three teams, who, who he thinks can topple the Patriots. Harry, who do you have as teams that you think can overtake the throne? Um, I mean, you mentioned the Chiefs. I just don't. I think they're going to regress back to the mean. Um, I had Mahomes on my fantasy team last year. I picked him I picked him up off the waivers, I think, after like week one. I, nobody had drafted him. And Dude, that like, bodes really well for our fantasy league, if that's the type <laughs> of fantasy like league that you're yeah. playing in. It was wild. I was there for the whole ride, and it was magical. It was fun. But he's not going to throw 50 touchdowns again this year. It's just, that's just how statistics work. Mm-hmm. He's going to regress back to the mean a little bit. I mean, he's going to throw like one or two extra picks. Like, you know, like, I just don't think the offense is going to be quite – um, on the same level as it was last year. I would agree with you, but they got Tyreek Hill back, and I thought the yeah. guy was going to be suspended. He, he got hurt today. He got hurt? Not like long-term, but he got dinged up today, which isn't good. Like, he's going to get... Bruce quad, okay. Yeah, You're he's right. going to get dinged up again over the season. But, um, I mean, that t- the, the, I'm not arguing that the offense is great. Is it good enough to, like, buoy the defense, which last year gave up, like, 30 a game? Like, I, I don't think so. Like, I think their defense is hot garbage. So And got worse. Yeah, and, and they got worse, so... We'll see. I mean, um, other teams. Sure I mean, we, the we got uh, yeah. The Giants are horrible. We got the Eagles. I mean, Armand mentioned the Bears. Um, I don't who, think the Cowboys are going to be bad. I think their defense is going to get better with a. Uh, what's I mean, name? it's got it's got to be now or never for for Dallas. For them boys. Doing Hot take alert, and this is you guys should take me seriously if I say this. The Dallas Cowboys will have the best defense in the regular season in the NFL. I think their defense is really talented. I mean, I think they're up there. I think they're top five, six. I mean, the, those linebackers, Jalen Smith, the linebackers, yeah, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I just wonder they're is, playing. Is, but can Sean Lee stay healthy for more? than I don't think a it week? matters. I mean, he he's a role player at this stage. Um, you know, Van with the way those guys have stepped up. I, I mean, they're playing hardball with Zeke, um, and that's the thing. Like, if you want to get cute with it, yeah, I, I know we're kind of in an age where people think that running backs are on cheese, but they they built their team around this guy. Yeah. They signed Alfred Morris today. They did sign Alfred now. Morris. Um, is he Zeke? Or do running backs not even matter? Or are we just at that stage? I don't know, but I think their defense matters more than all of that. Like, mm. you talked about Jalen Smith. I, that guy, the speed that they have, like, on defense is just, is just really terrifying. Like, they can cover so much ground side to side. It's just really hard to do stuff against them. They're scary for sure. So... In terms of you, you, you talked about fantasy. Do you have any? I know Armand, you're, you're hesitant to give fantasy advice because we're all going to be playing in the same league. No, we um, can give advice. Um, who, who, what are some fantasy tips that you have? Some fantasy guys that you like are a little bit under the radar. Um, this is the time of year where people start their drafts. You know, as we approach August, um, who, who are some fantasy guys you guys like? Okay, anyone who starts their draft before week three of the preseason, go take a lap <laughs> because what are you, what are you doing? Nothing is played out. Do you know how many out. times you'll lose 
a, a, a player. I lost AJ Green. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Julian Edelman two yeah. years ago. Wait, you already did your draft this year? I, I did my draft oh like my right God. before I came to what? the deal. Oh yeah. I, before I, you came here? Before a I came and a half ago? It's a, it's a while ago. It's a crazy league, man. 13, the NBA season was 13 so years. Yeah, exactly. We were like, you know, Western Conference Finals. So What the hell? I've never heard of that. Oh you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, James Harden's putting up 44 <laughs> points on exactly. a Tuesday night. It's like, oh shit, I got to miss the fourth quarter. We got our NFL draft. Chris Godwin's still on the board. You know, that's, a, that's a sleeper of mine. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris Godwin. On the I'm, I'm debating anyway. so much if I even want to say what my best move was last year, and I don't Go know. For it. I don't know if I'll even be in a position to double dip. But I went. I, I think I had the. Okay, so I had the first overall pick. So I didn't get Take to end. I took Le'Veon. You guys all know my. Oh, you guys all know my. Okay, that's not a bad pick. No, no, no. I know. It's, it's, it's just funny. I, I still won the regular season wow. and finished third. I was thirteen and one or mm. 12, 12 and one. What was your best move in the regular season? So on the on the back end of the snake, last pick of the second round, first pick of the third round, so twenty four twenty five. I went Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Oh wow! Ooh. Okay. It was like it was a make or break move and. It was unbelievable. Watching a Vikings game was like I would not even watch the Lions just so I could watch the Vikings on offense. Every single target they they were targeted on like sixty five or seventy percent of yeah, all Kirk Cousins throws. <clears throat> Everything they I faded know. down the stretch, so that's why you finished third. They did no, just like the Vikings. No, I, I just went. I'm. I don't. I don't even remember what Feeling, happened. Feeling got hurt I, I, for I don't think. Too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they had a very good game, but up. I just even if they had both put up monster numbers, it was just running into the wrong team at the wrong time. That's and solid. I played the whole year without Le'Veon Le'Veon. Bell. That's incredible. Did, did like, you end up getting James Conner or no? No, I had a I had a trade lined up for uh, for James Conner. I was going to trade whoever my backup quarterback was mm. just for 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 Conner, and and we we had agreed on it in principle. Uh, I, I was in the car though. I was like, "Yo, so just send me that, and and I'll, and I'll accept it." I was texting with my boy. And I didn't check that night. I, I looked the next morning. It's not there. I texted him. I was like, yo, so you, you, we still going to send that through? He's like, nah. I don't want wow. it. <laughs> you so, so I, didn't, I didn't even get the handcuff, which uh, would have been. And so, like, I was, trying, I, was, yeah, I was rolling with, like, Mark Ingram, yeah. who was suspended the first four weeks. It, it was patchwork, but it was still I mean, good. Was able still to make something year. out of it. Hopefully you got some money back with that. Who are you thinking number one pick in terms of fantasy drafts? So we got Saquon. I, I think he's, like, the consensus. People feel he's the best running back in the league. You got McCaffrey a little bit on a better team. Zeke, there's questions with him. I mean, Todd Gurley, that's a whole other conversation. Who's number one for you guys? I mean, I think the consensus, you're right, is going to be Saquon. Um, I took him last year. With, I think I had, like, the second pick. I don't remember who went first. Mm. But uh, I took Saquon last year, and it, it worked out great, obviously. I mean, the thing is, though, like, he's the only option now on this offense, really, that's reliable. Like, Sterling Shepard, sometimes, <clears throat> he'll have a couple games. But, um... Yeah, I'm not sure if Saquon's going to have the same volume of production this year. I don't think they want to give him, like, 30 combined touches a night. Like They're, they're not going to run him into the ground Dude. in yeah. a year they know is nothing. Yeah. They're not going to just run the same, like, hey, freaking screen pass and just dive into 12 people. Like, that's not going to happen. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure who the number one pick is going to be. I think you just mentioned him. I think it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. You think it's CMC? Yeah. He gets 30 touches a game. Yeah. He, he runs 15 times. He gets 12 checkdowns. He's white. It just seems it. like it just seems like <laughs> just, everybody. Just, just being not that I don't not that I only like white people. <laughs> that was weird. But, no, yeah. lost over that. <laughs> but but I mean, just as a running back, a white it's running cool, back. Man. It's cool, man. We like... haven't had a guy like that since Peyton Hillis, I think. Like, I know. You know. No. Oh, 
Yeah. That, that, he, you know, yeah, one was, and done. That was a one and done. That but I mean, see, Christian McCaffrey is, is exceptional. I, I love him. I, I, in the draft, we were talking about that I did in like June. Um, I, I took Saquon <laughs> just because it was the default move. But a, a, as we get closer, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey is becoming the guy. Just you said you had the one. I had the one on one. Yeah, I took Saquon. You know, it was Saquon McCaffrey. Um, I had Kamara up there and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, as I was trying to sort through it. I, I ended up, you know, playing it safe and taking Saquon, but I think McCaffrey is the guy for sure. God, I just hope I get, like, the seventh or eighth pick and everyone continues to sleep on Le'Veon. And swoop. I'm sleeping swoop. on Le'Veon. I'm sleeping, I, I'm I'm sleeping on the Jets. That's, That's great. I'm I'm not, I, want all, I, want all, I want all fast of you to, to be – I want all three of you. I'm not to sleeping on Le'Veon. I'm sleeping on the Jets. I just don't think they're well, not going like, to like. You're not going to like our show tomorrow when we do Middle yeah. Sports Talk. Then you're their defense the is going to be great, but their yeah, offense but their offense is their offense stinks, bro. Yikes! Yeah. No, yeah, that's they, not they true. Their offense stinks. I, I can't wait. Their I, 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 we'll I live for shit like we'll this. See. I can't wait. So we have like about five minutes left in the program. What what, what are some? Conclu- yeah, it's a program. I, I think like it's it. a program. Yeah, I like it. What would you call it? No, nothing. Just I mean, this is a sports podcast. Sports podcast. The podcast. The program. However you see it, we got about five minutes left. What are some quick-hitting thoughts that we have? We're going to skip Armand's Bulls talk. We're not talking Bulls today. We don't have to hear the Anthony Davis propaganda. Um, Just some final thoughts around the room about this upcoming NFL season. Uh, Okay, well, (laughs) I guess I'll go first. Articulate. Well, I have to say, I don't think this is stressed enough. The Chicago Bears... Lost. We can't, we can't do, we can't do Bulls talk. talk so, yeah, Five games, all heartbreaking fashion. Let me name them real quick for you. Patriots game. Kevin White tackled at the one-yard line on a Hail Mary. Gave up two special teams touchdowns. Dolphins game. Complete and utter choke. Cody Parkey misses a kick that would have won the game in overtime. They should have won it before then. Um, they lost the Giants game with Chase Daniel starting at quarterback, and they also choked that game with, don't remember how, but... Did Daniel throw a late pick? It doesn't matter. Eagles game we all know about. And final loss, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but I know it was a heartbreaker. Did you say Green Bay season opener? Green Bay, the season opener. The biggest heartbreaker of the season. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers coming back to bite. That was not Aaron Rodgers. That was Randall Cobb running 70 yards for a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers on the knee. It's my knee. My knee. Point being, the Bears did not truly get beat in a way that made me think that they they hung with every single team last season. That's fair. And this season, in my opinion, they improved their biggest weakness, which was running back. They added depth at receiver, which I think will play dividends this season. And their defense, although I'm scared about Nickelback with Bryce Callahan gone, looks like it's going to be improved. I mean, Eddie Jackson's probably going to get better. Roquan is definitely going to get better. I love Bilal Nichols. I think he's going to be a name to watch in year two. And I'm very, very excited. This is the most excited I've ever been about the Chicago Bears. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. That's fair. I didn't even know what I was going to say. And we're we're making like a slight left turn. It's like like a five-way intersection. We're going the soft left, not the hard left. What you just said sounded like every University of Michigan football fan there ever was. Uh We don't lose a football game. We just ran out of time. They didn't win. We just lost. No, get out of here. Where's the get accountability? Out of here. Where was where was the Bears' offense for the first three quarters in all of those games? The I mean, except the Packers game where they where they came out and then the Packers came back. I mean, the the Bears' offense was notoriously slow in the first half last year. They would figure it out in the third and fourth, and the, and then they would they would get it rolling. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like oh, we lost because of this because of that. I mean, unless it's something like. Like the Rams 
or, or, or I'm sorry, the Saint, the Saints against the Rams, where clearly it was yes, everyone says one play doesn't lose a game. Okay, that play lost the game. That there was 30 seconds left. They were gonna be they were gonna be able to take a knee for a 25 yard kick. I mean, the Eagles game maybe because you missed a kick, but. There's three phases of the sport, right? So I just, I'm just so sick of it. it. Just reminded me of Michigan fans, and so that's that's my take. Don't be a Michigan fan. Okay, so we got the Bears propaganda, we got the Michigan hater. Harry, what do you got as your final thought? I think Seattle is gonna be better than people think. Okay. Um, I, I think that what they did last year, you can't look at that and be on the coaching staff of that team and not think you have to change anything, like from an offensive, like scheming standpoint of like, hey, we have Russell Wilson, let's just run every play, like. I don't know. I think they have a little more talent at wide receiver this year. They drafted that uh, that dude from UH. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, John Arsula? Yeah, who I really like, but he had some injury problems, and that's why I think I mean, Gary Jennings from West Virginia, DK Gary Metcalf, Jennings. is yep. starting DK. in two wide receiver sets. I'm not that big on DK. I just don't think he's like – I mean, he's he's a freak physical athlete. They seem we'll really see. excited we'll about him. We'll like, see. He's. I think he's going to be a specialist. But, I, I like, that being said, like I think that ties into my point of, like, I think they have – the right specialists around Russell this year to, mm. to do some more on offense. And they just didn't – That like I think last year was their floor offensively. Mm. That's as bad of an offense as I think you're going to get out of a Russell Wilson-led um, team. I, I think with them it just depends on, like, do they open it up? Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, they ran Chris Carson, Rashad Penny in the ground. If they can get a little bit more balance and let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson, yeah, I, think let them do be, stuff. I think they're, they're going to be pretty good. Can we quickly go around the room and do one player from your team that you think that we should all keep an eye on this sure. year? Go for it. Uh, you can go ahead and start. Yes. You're the host. I mean, I would say Deshaun Jackson. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they had Torrey Smith, who was basically washed up at that stage, playing that deep threat role. I think Deshaun Jackson, he started off on fire last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If he can bring that level of play to the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it opens up everything. And another guy, offensively, Dallas Goddard. I mean, this guy looks like the next Travis Kelsey, and he's you know the only reason he didn't play more is because he's behind one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, so I, I think those two guys offensively really have my eye. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you don't have a team. So. Yeah. So can I just pick someone random? Sure, yeah. go for it. Uh, it can be anyway, offense, defense. Uh, anyone, yep. Yeah. I'll go with Jalen Smith. I think he continues okay. to get better. Uh, I think, like, he had a really bad injury, right, two years ago, I think? I mean, entering the league, uh, like, uh, the uh, the game, uh, the last, his last game of his career, I think it was the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he, yeah, he, like, tore his ACL or something like that. And I think that a lot of times those those big catastrophic injuries are, uh, I don't forget what it was, look it up. But I think those injuries are, like, two-year injuries, and we saw, like, how much more athletic he looked yeah. last year. So I think he's going to continue to do that. I think his speed at that position is like tops in the league. And I think he's got he's got a good uh, uh, football IQ too. Like I just think he's going to continue to get better. It was an ACL and LCL, and there was concern at the time there was like nerve damage there. Yeah, he, so he's he bounced he back in a yo. big way. Um, Tony, what do you got? I think it feels a little obvious because he was the first overall pick, but it's got to be TJ Hawkinson. I mean, okay. the Lions had the absolute I okay. I don't know this for a fact. I cannot imagine there was a team that had less tight end production than the Lions last year. I mean, I think they had something like 30 catches yeah. out of the position the, the, the whole year. See, this I, I wish we had been prepped or I had been prepped a little bit because then I, then I would have looked this up and I would have had, had a hard number for everybody. Mm. But, I mean, he, he is – you don't get drafted eighth overall He's as a, a tight end. I mean, he has to be a, a pro bowler or, or an all pro at, at least in order to I mean that's just sort of what what comes with it and he can he can run block he can pass block 
and he, he can flex out a little bit and he's has athletic. really good hands. He's yeah. athletic. He's not super fast, but he's physical. He, he's I mean, an I mean, I mean stud. He's got to be with, – with carry on as check down number one, he can be check down number two. And mm. then uh, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, slightly – too slightly above average wide receivers. Jones can run long. Galladay can be physical. Amendola in the slot. I just – I just, I, just went cra- I just went crazy, but TJ Hawkinson sort of holds the keys to He's, to he's probably the best athlete you've had there since. I mean, Calvin. There was that Calvin. Johnson. No, I mean, at tight end. At tight end. I mean, oh, I, I don't end. even know who's like. I mean, I Brandon know. Pettigrew? Like, Eric Ebron? Yeah, Ebron, like, Ebron sucked on the lines, though. Yeah, I know he wasn't good, now. so I mean, I, like, I, I can't even remember. It depends what you mean by athlete. I mean, Eric Ebron was more. Strong, athletic, freak not, athlete, not, not, str- not stronger, but like faster. Could str- I mean, Jump he higher. had so many physical tools, he just couldn't block. Yeah, but Hawkinson is more complete package, girthy. <laughs> I guess you're right about their tight end group last year. I remember week one, I started Hakeem Vallis in DFS, and uh, yeah, like Michael Ooh. Roberts, like the Detroit tight end. I just wanted a cheap tight end in DFS. So he just mentioned they had the worst tight end. Levine Toyola. Levine Toyola. It's it's just like a bunch of guys off the scrap heap. It was it was terrible. Armand, close us out. Who who do you got for the Bears? We all know how important Mitch is going to be. Obviously, I think every team's quarterback is essential to the team's success. But for the Bears, I'm going to go on the defensive side. Leonard Floyd, if oh, Leonard make Floyd or break season. make or break season, he's going to be a free agent after the year. Apparently, Khalil Mack has been taking him under his wing and kind of showing him the ropes of what it takes to be a good uh, D-end in the league. Leonard has shown so many flashes where you're just like, oh, wow, if he can do this consistently, he can be a force of nature in this league. But he's never put it together as a full package. I'm not buying the hype yet. I need to see it to believe it. But if he does turn the corner and become maybe like a Pro Bowl level type of D end, that takes the Bears defense to a whole nother level. Whole nother level that I don't think any of you mother effers are ready to witness. I love how he censors himself as yeah. if this is a mother live efforts. radio show. <laughs> We've all cussed like multiple times. <laughs> I just wanna you know, I wanna be polite. Yeah, I didn't want to get you guys in your feelings because twelve and four Super Bowl. Dude, we shouldn't keep letting Armand have the last word on the pod. Yeah, it makes it feel like he, he, he stays that one by letting me go wanted, first. Yeah, I wanted you to. Yeah, oh, I didn't smart. want to. That was so, that was so underwhelming. Like Leonard Floyd, come on. Guys. Well, I all right. Wanna, okay, Dave, give me some David Montgomery at least. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for today's yep, yep. podcast, today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the guys for participating, giving us their thoughts. We'll be right back next week. This is a sports podcast. It's our first show with the official name. Hopefully we'll get some music and sound effects in future episodes as well as get this on to Anchor on all of your platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we'll get it all there eventually. Thanks for sticking with us, and we'll see you next week. Good work, guys.